Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. It's Jay from Lads Talk Health. As always, sending you nothing but loads of loads of love positive energy, kindness, all that real good cheesy stuff that we all need to be spreading at the moment. Hope everybody's well. I'm just waiting for my beautiful mate Harry Thomas to join on. There he is. Let's get him on, request him, boom. Thank you, I love you mate. I love you very much. Shut the door. Hey, good boy. Okay. Oi, oi. Well, yeah, you're right. Good, you? Yeah, good, mate. First Monday back in the UK for five months. I know. Happy Monday. Yeah, been been interesting being back. Half the time, like, what am I doing next? So loads of like researching and and catching up with my parents. There's Terra. Hi, Terra. Lovely to see you. All the way from stateside. She sends Terra sends some incredible stuff over to me. Actually, I have to send you some bits. That she forwarded. In fact, I need to forward you loads of stuff she sent. But um, yeah, so mate, what's going on then? What are we doing tonight? Okay, so tonight, a lot of our topics recently have been quite serious, a bit of frustration, kind of just <laughs> letting out a lot of truths. And I wanted to kind of bring it back to what me and you do and kind of the way out, the way that we think, the way that we approach healing. I guess you can use the words our beliefs and knowings because some of it is our opinions. Um, but just want to, I would say the topic should be tonight, the power of our mind. And with everything, oh. that ha- with everything that has been going on, a lot of the stuff that we do is putting our faith into other things. And lo- what me and James always, always talk about is start having more faith in yourselves because if you realise the intelli- intelligence of our body, and how we are a creation and some of the magic that we can do of it, which we've both experienced for ourselves. And we've also passed this information on to others. You can take it as truth. For me, it's my truth. And as we always say, I can't tell you your own truth. I can share my truth and you have the right to then disagree with it. But then you have the opportunity to show me your version of truth. But if you can't, which many people can't do on certain topics that we talk about, then at the moment I'm continuing to say this is my truth. So this is a, it's a creative talk and I want people to chip in and, and I want people to, to really let go of what you think is right or wrong. So with our human body, in the inside of our body, if you think about it, we don't know what goes on. We know that things are happening. There's all this magic, there's all these things darting around, there's all these different connections. But we don't know. We have these different feelings that go on, but you still couldn't tell me exactly at that point what's happening. What you can do, though, is just think of what you think is happening, and then you can feel it and connect to it. And this will make more sense after. It's having a choice. It comes back to that. But once you start trying it and being open to it, you start laughing to yourself (laughs) because you feel these certain changes that take place. What I'd also like to bring to the table today is just the awareness of how we put our own 
blockages on ourselves. We put restrictions on ourselves just from the words that we use, from the thoughts that we put out there, from the beliefs that we already have ingrained in us. And again, it's being open to just let that go and change it. And it, it kind of ties into what we do at, uh, at Lads Talk Health. The first thing is the ego. So that little disagreement, that, that can't be right, or that little internal voice, that's the thing that I want you to be aware of tonight as we're going through some of these things, because this is, I will say it's our way of doing it. Me and you always have back-to-back back -back conversations with these different things and throw different ideas and concepts at each other. And we come to our own conclusions on it. So it, it's a creative session. And I guess, James, to, for you to kind of touch on it as well from your perspective. Okay. Hello, Fatma. By the way, Fatma's joined in. Good to see you. Um, okay. So for Fatma's benefit, because she's missed the beginning part there. So Fatma, tonight we, we're going to be talking about the power of the mind and when it comes to healing and what what me and Harry have experienced with working with people over the last eight years with many different ailments and diseases um, and <clears throat> how much not only their mind has played in their situation, but the minds of their loved ones as well and their thoughts and their energy for what they're projecting plays a big part. To start off though, so that I think, again, beautiful, let's have a real solid foundation of science, okay? So... Placebo effect. Let's start from there. The placebo effect. What is the placebo effect? It's really, really simple. I'm going to nutshell it. It's a doctor telling you that this particular tablet, which is full of probably water and sugar, is going to cure you. And what happens? You take that tablet and you get better. That is accepted by everyone because it's part of all medical trials. They have to have a placebo medicine. Like, funny enough, <laughs> without going off topic, that should have been part of the vaccination uh, process. This new emergency vaccination never happened, by the way, never happened. The point being, anytime a new, uh, hey, Nola Wolf, she's a lady in Spain, lovely to see you. Um, every time a new medicine is launched, there's a process whereby certain people on that trial are given placebo medicine and just because that doctor or that nurse or that person in the white jacket that gives it to that person and says, this is going to fix you, it fixes that person. What has actually happened there, really simple and it is irrefutable and it's accepted by science, by the way, on all of these trials, is that person's mind took on a bit of information and just went, okay, okay, that, that means I'm better. And the body followed suit. So there's a great foundational starting point of science that doctors, nurses, medical geniuses and scientists use the placebo effect, which is the power of the mind, every single time new medicines are launched. And every single time you can go online and look at the uh, case studies for this, because they're there. They, they have to be disclosed. It has to be in the public, public knowledge, okay? Because it, it shows the safety of the drug. You have to look at the trial. Every time it's happened is people get better just because their mind has accepted someone telling them, oh, take this and you're going to get better. So, so now an, another way that we would look at it is our mind and our body. And then also we have our soul. They're all three different compartments. The most important thing, and again, this whole episode tonight is mine and James has taken things. So, you don't agree that's fine I'm, we, i want you to do a session with james tonight of our thought process 
and I, I'm convinced that this is the way our bodies do, is designed. And if we go back to say 1926 and reading books from Robert Collier, they explain this with uh, justification from the scientists back then. So there's there's a kind of a time period where a lot of this is now been kind of this not disproven, discredited because all yeah, of a sudden we have we have all these science papers. But science, the word science, it can be it can be anything, and, and <laughs> as long as we can go back to the foundation. So the best way to look at this, we have our mind. Whatever is put in our mind, our body literally will follow suit. So this is the controller. But our spirit, let's say that our spirit, that's our awareness. So I can control what goes in the mind. We've got all these thoughts, but I can choose what ones I choose to pick. So there's this external witness of, of this noise going on. But whatever you think of, anything that happens, your body will follow so, suit. So if I think of a negative thought, my body then acts negatively. If I focus on one thing that's stressing me out, the stress then goes into my body. So it's kind of like this synergy, mind, body, soul. And this is the way that I always look at it. But the mind's the most important one. It's the instructions we give it. Another good way to look at it, you, the individual, you're the commander, the commander in chief, you're the sergeant. And every part of your body is your soldiers. So whatever instructions you give it, your soldiers will respond. There's a guy called Earl Nightingale, again, a very, very old spiritual speaker. His stuff on YouTube is still like, it, it's still relevant now, but he gave a good analogy. Your mind is like the soil, the soil as, as the earth. Whatever you put into the soil is going to grow in abundance. So if I put this poison ivy and I put this amazing rose uh, petal bush in there. Whatever you put in it, it's going to grow back. So it's going to grow back in dirty weeds, all a mess. The rose is going to grow back in this amazing, beautiful flower bush. The mind is the same thing. Whatever thoughts I put in, that manifests inside our body. And that just stuck with me as well. So the thing is that we've been told from a young age that if you get sick, the first thing, have some cowpole, have some medicine, get a headache, let's get a tablet. Everything that we're doing is going away from what we're told. We have to go and get something to make us better. But because we've got this tablet and there's an association, I think this tablet's going to make me better. Chances are you get better because you've already got the signal to it, which then leads on to the placebo that James was talking about. When you've been encouraged to take something and you have that much belief that it works, your body chances are will respond to it. And this is the bit that's having faith and stuff as well. So kind of just setting the tone that your mind controls everything else. Bang on, uh, Fatima just wrote as well. It starts with the idea in the mind and continues with the action in the body. That's exactly it. And I'll give you another example, which I've done this and my wife will pay testament to this multiple times. I am terrible admin and booking things right so again please i hope the concept resonates so when i used to live in england there was a local dump where you people would go and drop off all the stuff that they didn't need uh, and obviously with two kids you you end up so much rubbish that you end up chucking away now because of covid this dump was stringent with booking it 
and being there on time and uh, and, uh, and and making sure that you know your car's registered uh, and all the rest of it. Now, true story. So, how you know? I, I at that point just before leaving, I had, I had the Citroen. I had a couple of cars, didn't I? So I had more than one vehicle. Right? This happened twice in three weeks. Right? So I I was sure, so sure in my mind, convinced in my mind that I phoned up, I booked my slot. At the time, that in my mind, and it wasn't even, my wife said, are you sure you booked it? Yeah, of course I booked it, babe. Definitely booked it. So sure that I booked this, this. I'd had the conversation with them and everything else. Yep, I'm coming down today. So I'm in there. I'm in the queue. I turn up at the dump a little bit early because there's always a queue. So I'm in my car, get into the, uh, uh, get into the front. Um, and I... Just a little extra caveat I've just remembered to the story. So you're not supposed to get out of your car, but I saw two old people really struggling with some like some like, metal stuff that they were going to be dumping. And I was thinking, like, I was waiting for ages, like, no one's helping, no one's helping. Like, Fuck it, I'm getting out, I'm going to get out. So, so I made a spectacle of myself as well. They're like, oh, no, get back in the car, get back in the car. I was like, can someone help the old people? So already, I've pissed these people off as well. So anyway, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. I've got to the front, it's my goal. Now, she's looked at me, looked down at the book. No, 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 you're not booked in today. And I swear, just literally came out of me. Yes, I had a conversation with such and such, and I booked it in at this time, blah, blah, blah. Come out, complete, just all, everything came out that my mind had told me that I'd done, right? And she looked down again, and she went, oh, we must have made the statement. Go on, in you go, okay? I got home. <laughs> I realized... I'd never phoned them. I hadn't booked anything in. It was something that in my head, I've got to get around to doing, but I didn't get around to doing it. But in my mind, I was convinced. And that energy came across to this, this older lady that was there every time. And she was like an old trunch ball, literally. But I was so in my head, that's my truth, that I'm giving you my truth. You need to accept that. And she did, and she let me in. Two weeks later, I'd done the same thing, and I booked the wrong number plate on the car as well. But I'd done the same thing. I was convinced that I'd done it. And please understand the, the power behind that little story is this person, just because I was totally convinced in my mind what I'd done, I pushed that energy onto that person, and she totally accepted it. It was like there was no other choice she had. Oh, it must have been us then. So... Yes, it's nothing to do with medicine or whatnot else, but this is the thing with your mind. You know, your mind, it's something that we believe we own, which we don't most of the time, okay? But there's times when we do tap into it and we are working with our mind in sync with it, it's incredible, back to healing, what the human body can achieve by just a... A dead set mind is there. This is it. This is what's going on up here. And then that filters down into the body. And I'm talking people with cancer, cerebral palsy, diabetes. We've seen some incredible things where people have just had enough of, like how he said, the dependency that medicines create. That was beautiful the way you said that with the cowpole. That's what happens with medicines. From a young age, we do it with our children. We teach our children that our, your body is not equipped to heal yourself. You need this strawberry full of sugar tasting liquid, and that's what's going to heal you. 
So the kid has it, and after two or three days, the kid feels better. Guess what? Without that medicine, after two or three days, there's a very good chance that kid would have felt better anyway, because your body goes through a natural cycle, which, again, I'll give you an example recently. Remember, Hash, remember recently I had a cold, and I told you, on day, when I get a cold now, see, I, I don't take any medicine. Can, can we hold this? Because I wanted you to come on to the stages of what the body does. We, yeah, you know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, we'll save that bit because it's going to lead on to it. But James has worked out again. This is all for awareness. The different stages of what happens when we get or when he gets ill, and these are signals that our body's giving. So the other thing that I want you to realise is that your body, without the instructions you're giving it, if you gave it no instructions, your body does exactly what it's meant to do. Your heart is beating, as I always say, non-stop. You're breathing non-stop. It's doing all these internal functions inside and you're not even thinking about it. The only time that it doesn't do these things is when we're now worrying about all these different things. We've got to pick this and we're stressing about that. And Your body's like, what, what am I going to do? Like, and then all the things don't work. And this is, again, the power of meditation, to quieten the mind. Because if there's nothing going on in the mind, the body's like, oh, let me do what I'm supposed to do again. It's self-regulating all the time. It's always trying to bring you back to homeostasis. Just to give you examples, and we can clearly see this. When you cut yourself, we put a plaster on it or something, but what happens? That cut, over a few weeks, will go exactly back to normal again. Your body's back perfect, right? You break your bone. You put a cast on it or something just so we don't use it, but what happens? Over time, your bone just grows magically back to normal again. Maybe it's got a few damages in the side, but all these things happen without us actually thinking about it. Sometimes there's other things that we do need to uh, depend on to help us get through this as well. But our body is a self-regulating thing. So this is the one thing out of everything, knowing that your body's got your back from day one and it's always got your back all the way through. So that's the first thing that we've got to know. Then from here, it's the signals and the input we get. So I wanted to first start on, James, just the words that we use. Because imagine I'm the commander and I'm giving my body instructions now. And I wake up in the morning and I'm saying, so, okay, there's a, there's a few different ones. So let's yes, use the English language is so powerful. Our words is a noise, it's a vibration. That vibration, the body responds to that vibration. It's a stimulus. And this is not me just saying it and you can believe it. This is through epigenetics. You can see the commands that we give our body and over time we repeat them, the body does the same system. It, it will respond. So let's start with the two most powerful words in the world, I am. And anything that follows I am, that starts becoming true until you say something else. So when we wake up in the morning, Think about how you're feeling. I am. How do we normally respond? Oh, I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm hungover. Oh, I'm miserable. I'm grumpy. Your body's like, okay, grumpy. Let's all go grumpy. <laughs> Let's get angry. <laughs> That's how powerful it is. And I want to share just a story. And again, I'm going to keep coming back. This is our experiences. So you can argue with this. I was learning Portuguese. And when you learn another language, you, you realize how powerful the English language is. And the teacher told me to say, and I'm in a bit of flow, I'm getting the hang of it at this session, like one of those good sessions. And then one of the things I had to say was, I am scared. 
So I said, I am scared out loud. And I, I kid you not, I forgot all my words. Like I literally just froze and it was like this panic. And I'm like, oh my God, I've just told myself I am scared. And I had to say, I'm strong, I'm good, I'm da But at that moment, my whole body froze. It could be a coincidence, but I'm convinced that, that that's how powerful our words are now. So the first thing I'm gonna ask everyone now is when you go through your day tomorrow, just listen to the words that come after I am. Because a lot of the time, all these commands that we give our body, we're unaware. It's a subconscious. 95% of our thoughts are the same as yesterday. 95%. And if we keep doing the same thoughts, in the end it becomes automatic, which is subconscious. So your body just responds in the same loop. So if I'm stressed and depressed, and then I'm telling myself, I've got depression, I am depressed, your body's just doing the same thing again. And what's it doing? Living in a fear state. And our body then can't be in harmony to heal us. Does this make sense, guys? That it'd be good just to get some feedback tonight because it is a bit, a lot to take in, but it all starts, and this is the beauty of it. Once you're aware of it, you then have a choice to say, I am happy, I am strong, I am healing, versus the opposite. You have that choice. And if you know now this could be truth, <laughs> it's only your choice to use it or not. Lovely. Hello, Jojo, by the way. I breathe the bliss as well. Um, I was going to give the example when John was, <laughs> I was going to give the example actually about, about recently when I got sick and, and when my phone dropped actually it makes perfect sense cheers Tara so again recently I got um, kids went back to school and parents will resonate with this kids go back to school and they just come home with lurgies it's just it's full of them so I caught a cold now I've realized there's a process that my body goes through every single time, okay? And it's interesting. The first day is, is when, 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 you, when you, your body sort of shuts down. Why? Because it's conserving its energy and you feel that you haven't got any. The energy you'd normally have to give out is not there because your body's pulling everything in. Right, we need to conserve our energy. So you go through that, that first day for me where it, Whatever it is, it hits me hard. Hits me hard. My energy's gone. And what I do now is rather than mope about and as my wife calls it, man flew it up, I, I accept it. And I don't try and fight it. I just go with it. Literally, that first day, if it means that I've got to lay down in bed, sweat, whatever it is, I will just do it with no intention on that day of getting better. On that day, I accept this is today. This is my now. This is it. You can feel it. Okay. Day two. This is where hypocrisy comes in. So day two for me is always the same. Sorry if it sounds uh, like a bit graphic, but it's not. Do you know when you get that nose where no matter, you, you're talking to someone and it just drips? Like it's horrible. And you're all day, you're wiping your nose and then your nose gets sore and everything else. And I remember I had a phone jump. We were talking. I mean, in fact, I was doing a live. And I stuck through bits of tissue up my nose. You was like, take them out of your nose because I was so fed up. But then I had an insight. I was like, oh my God, what an arsehole. I should be thanking my body for flushing through all the crap. There's me guys <laughs> sticking things up my nose, trying to block what my body naturally, incredibly wants to do, which is just 
flush things through, whether it comes through your pores, your nose, your snot. And it was an instant change. Remember I said to you, it was like an instant change. I was like, why am I complaining? My body on day two, this is the flush day. This is the day where it's just pouring out of you and you're trying to block things up. What an idiot. So I realized, just let that go. Let the flush through, go, let the flushing process go through. All the snot's gone. That's day two out of the way. Day three, the chest. After the flushing of the moisture, you normally get a bit of a dry chest. You get in, internally, you can feel the cough. Then it changes from the cough. So all of the liquid's gone, and now you've got that cough, and you might be bringing up the, the, the last parts of it. But from my experience of being sick, that is how my body works every single time. And the only thing that prolongs me being sick was my mind. By fighting, fighting day one. Oh, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, no, I'm not just going to be sick today. I'm going to do No, that's not how it works. Your body on day one, where it gets the big hit, is telling you, you ain't got energy because I've, I've internalized and compartmentalized all your energy around your regulatory system, systems like your endocannabinoid system, okay, to give that the extra bit of juice to start healing itself. Day two, flushing stage. You're going to get that, okay, now what your body says, right, we accepted day one, we've identified where, where it is, we've put the energy into it now, day two, you feel a bit more energized, but now we need to push out all the crap, which is what a sickness is, it's just crap in your system, we just need to push that out of your system now, and we're going to do it, flushing it through liquidly, and even if you think about it, the snot doesn't hurt when it's coming through, it's loose, it's not, it just drips out, it only becomes a problem when we start wagging our nose and sniffing it back up again because we don't want to be seen to be snotty or we've got to do what we think egotistically we need to do, and really we should just be saying, right, this is the snot stage, lovely, let's just sit there and let this all go, let this all go, in my mind, I've accepted this, thank you body for doing your natural process, and I see this with my kids, I'm, I'm, I've witnessed this with my children, what, how their bodies work, whether it's because, I don't know, maybe it's heredity, I doubt it, but I've watched the same process with both of my children. Day two is always the same, the flushing stage, and then day three, the, dry, the dryness of the body sort of just bringing back to balance, and then day four, what I've now learned, if I just accept that process, day four, I'm going back on the mend again, and then I can start exercising, I can start putting things back into play. Now, since my mind has accepted, that is a process that you go through when you're sick. My body now follows suit. And what was, when I think about in hindsight, I have witnessed, and so has Harry, I've witnessed people that have been told they've had six weeks to live. Okay? It's a different process in regards to days, but it's the first thing in the mind. I accept what I've got. I don't accept your death sentence. But I accept right now, something's wrong. So that's my, that's my foundation, is acceptance. I'm not fighting it. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I accept. Okay, this is where I am. That did the first part of that process. The next part, because they've already switched on their mind to building that foundation of acceptance. If you're accepting anything, you're not wasting energy on fighting. You've got more energy to concentrate. Like I said, I've witnessed with people with cancer so many times over the years. You've got energy to focus on what you choose to do to start making yourself better. So then you start concentrating on your mind, not I'm sick, I've been told I've got six weeks to live and I'm, 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna start sewing up my affairs. No, I, I've I've been told I'm sick. Someone's told me I've got six weeks to live. But do you know what? I accept just to start with, I'm sick at the minute. That's not a problem. But I'm not gonna get caught up in that. What can I now do myself to help my body? Because like Harry said, our bodies do have our backs our whole lives. We mistreat it with alcohol and sugar and crap. And even the most healthiest of, our, healthiest of us out there, we all mistreat our bodies. But our bodies always turn up and show up for us. The one thing uh, what I've and Harry's experienced, when people are really sick and the body says, right, now it's time for you to back me up. That's the mind. It's literally asking you to switch on to breath. Start concentrating on what's going on internally. Start making decisions that are decisions of moving forward towards healing. Not, oh, I'm going to die and I'm just going to think about what I'm going to, you know, what I've got to wrap up and, and my funeral. And like I said, we've witnessed people, I was thinking of the, the second person I ever worked with, Six weeks, she was told. Six weeks, she had to live. Eight weeks later, no, ten weeks later, from the period that I met her, she got the all clear from cancer and is still alive today. And that's now eight years. Eight years after being told that she had six weeks to live. Regardless, yes, she 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 done all of the stuff. So her mind told her, right, I've got to start eating better. I'm going to look for natural medicine, nature's medicine. So she started on all, all this good stuff that we encourage and have, have, have experienced helps people with cancer every time. Not going to say that every time you get completely healed, but every single time, if you take certain steps, I don't care what cancer you've got, what stage you're at, take away the label that they've planted in your mind and you empower yourself in what you can do up here into looking into what you can do to help your body. And every single time, I will guarantee because it's our experience, you know, you can't, you can't take away our experience from us, no matter what you say, is every time people have outlived the sentence, the death sentence that has been tapped, oh, you've got a year to live, you've got six months to live, you've got six weeks to live. Every single time people, because they've chosen, I don't, I don't accept that part. That's the bit I don't accept. I'm not going to get caught up into that. I'm going to look into what I can do for my body at this stage to help my body, really simple. And then back to this, the process of what I was saying before about being sick, it's almost like you go for a soul flushing because your mind switched on, your soul goes, yes, yes, finally, now you're switched on. I'm telling you down here, I'm pushing up. It's me that's been planting that seed of, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't accept that, what you've been told. And then you get this alignment with your soul and then you get a soul flush through and then all of a sudden you witness in these people this new this new purpose of oh i've got control back i i can do something about my situation why because i think i can and that's it it starts from that thought and then that next beautiful process that we've seen, that next step after that accepting what you where you are this is my starting point secondly i'm going to flush through now to my soul, an absolute knowing that there's at least things I can choose to try and help myself. Not, not a big thing, if you think about it. I'm just going to try and help myself. And then that next step, which is always the beautiful step, is when you start seeing and witnessing. And feeling. The, and what? And feeling it as well. And feeling that energy, that healing, come up into that body's, that, that person's body, 
exhuma into their loved ones, the loved ones that have been going around, you know, unfortunately pumping out that negative energy because they, they, they've accepted that, oh, you've only got six weeks to live. This is, this is what we said earlier at the beginning of this about, so I don't want to digress too much, as I know, but it's so important. If, for people out there, if you've got someone in your life that's really sick with a cancer or with, 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 with stick with cancer because it's so poignant currently, you've got someone that's been told that they've got this amount of time to live or this is what you're facing, I assure you, you can help their healing by just thinking aligned with what they need you to be thinking at that point, which is, you're all right. Well, I'm not going to get into court into saying, no, you're all right. Right now, you're okay, and we've got stuff to do. And that's how you show up as a family member, as a friend, as a loved one, when someone's really sick, is you show up as your best self, knowing that what you're thinking, and you're going to get the negative thoughts clipping and, and sort of tell, oh, no, you know, but you've been told by a doctor. That's going to happen. You acknowledge that, that's your ego. You let it go and you get back into channeling that energy at that person. And I'm witnessing a beautiful family channeling energy at a 15-year-old girl at the minute. And incredible things are happening just because they chose to think in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. And I just want to go through James's story again, like being the commander. What would normally happen or what we often see we feel a bit ill, first of all. You kind of get that idea that you're going to get sick. But when that sickness does come on, that's where you're like, oh, God, I'm really ill. And like, as a commander, oh, I need to make myself feel better now. I feel shit. Let's have a tablet and let's fight against it. You're giving it all these negative instructions. But like James said, if you can accept it and keep coming back to my body's got my back. Yeah, I feel terrible right now, but I know it's going to take a few days. If I do it without resistance, go on, buddy. I'm supporting you now. I know that you're going to make me better too. It's going to do it quicker. If we fight against it, and I'm like, and then also the label, how are you? Oh, I'm really sick. Change stick, sick. I'm recovering at the moment. I'm healing at the moment. I was sick, but right now I'm healing. Right now I'm recovering. Same with cancer. How, like, oh, I've got cancer. No, no, I'm healing, I'm recovering. Don't label yourself of what you've got because that comes true. So it's the power of the words just on that. Right now, you're doing the forward bit, not what's happened. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, and I'm going to say that confidently. It's gone. Acceptance. Focus on the other stuff. Trust your body on that one. So it's, it's almost being ignorant to what's going on, but also being aware that things have to change for that to happen. So... Like we said earlier, when we have the same thought again and again, let's say this is, just imagine this. Hang on, this would be a better analogy. I love analogies. Imagine your body as a keyboard. It's got all these different keys on it. Just imagine it's like that. I just think this anxious thought from work. I keep thinking that this key goes ding, ding, ding. I've had the same thought, same pattern goes in my body, ding, ding, ding. What happens if you just play one key on a piano the whole time? The, the key wears out, right? We then get a physical symptom. That's when a tumour, that's when stress, that's when we can feel it beating. We've overworn it. We've overplayed that one key. That's where the illness comes in. So all I need to do is change my thought pattern and I do a different keyboard. So when it's 
doing it automatically without you thinking because they've done it so much our body's really efficient to say i've got this now don't worry don't think about it anymore i'm just going to just do it automatically so what we need to first of all is be aware of these negative thoughts be aware of all the environment things that we're doing the same and change that and then our body will start working with it so that scream out for your body saying i need your help now that help is just to change the thought patterns that you've already got going on because it's doing it automatically my body's got so many things it's focuses on. Harry, I can't do it anymore. Just please help me. Okay, now I'm aware. Right, we're going to do this. Guys, let's, let's get healing. Let's get recovering. And then the whole body's playing again. That comes back to that endocannabinoid system that James always talks about, the system that we need to know about. There's a receptor in every single part of your body. If you were just to close your eyes, imagine each little pinprick of your body is its own unique soldier, its own unique cell. Half the time it all does what it needs to, but when it's doing something automatically, these cells are just overworked and they're stressed. So it's to almost command your whole body to say, I'm good now. Let's do this. Let's work together. Like, let get every single individual cell working for you again. And again, your body will start responding a different way. So it, it's... It sounds too easy, but that's literally how we can control our system. But it's having faith and knowing that we're in control of it. Another thing to realize, things don't change overnight. So when we are sick and it doesn't feel like things are working, I feel really crap in bed. That's part of the process. Have faith. Continue having those thoughts. Don't go back to the negative ones because you're feeling crap. That's what having faith is. Is we don't know exactly when, but if we keep doing the same things, like learning a skill, like learning a language, like learning anything, it takes time until it becomes automatic. That's what we need to get to our body. It becomes automatic that we know, like now, I know that I'm always going to recover. If I get that slight thing, I've denied it. Like my nose, if it starts getting a bit twingy, my nose hasn't got a brain. So I'm like, that's not my cult. It's just not my nose is doing it. My brain has to take that on. So it's not my cult. And then I try to c communicate with my body to say that's not mine anymore. But if I've got it, then I need to re-instruct it. Let's, let's do this. Let's recover. And the thing is, I mean, actually, and it's quite interesting. A few comments ago, Fatima disclosed that she's actually a pharmacy student, which was really interesting. Um, and she just chipped in with another comment saying, in most cases, you don't need that tablet. And from experience of working with mental health, okay, this is a, a classic, classic example. So, and I hope this resonates with people, or people, or, or this, is my, this is my thought. And this is something at 15 years old, when my younger brother, I was 15 at the time, when my younger brother had an um, unfortunate, really bad mental breakdown, Okay, so obviously at 15 years old, I didn't have a clue what was going on. However, I did understand something was wrong with his mind. Okay, with his mind. Now, it didn't make sense to me that they would give someone a tablet to try and fix their mind. That, do you get, I know I've said this before, but could you get the, 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 the simplistic childlike logic of that, it's your mind. How can a tablet, how can something that has been made up of different chemicals and whatever else fix a mind? 
that never, ever, ever made sense to me. And what I unfortunately witnessed firsthand with my brother and then many years later when I worked in the social care sector, specifically around people with mental health all those years later, was the fact that the tablets actually suppressed the one chance these people do have, which is to literally change the way they're thinking. Because all mental illness, and again, please, I've, I've done a lot of work around mental illness, but I'm happy to be challenged and be corrected. Mental illness stems from a negative, initially, is some sort of negative thought that that person can't process, they can't let go of, and then it leads to another one. And, and I've, I've witnessed this with, with definitely first time with paranoid schizophrenia. And it's, it's literally a thought process that then someone comes along and doesn't sit down with that person and actually try and talk to them initially, try and talk to them. What's going on? You know, really talk, because you're going to know it's going to take a proper conversation, but they sit down and they'll ask the parents, what's the symptoms? He's doing this, 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 and this. Right, take this tablet. Take this tablet. What that tablet does from experience, not just with my brother, but with every single person that I've worked with, with mental health issues, is number one, it creates a dependency. So all of a sudden, I can't get better without this. Straight away, your mind now accepts, and then your body follows suit, without this tablet, and if I don't take them at this time, as well, there's, there's all this urgency prompting, you need to take them at this time. I know, my brother was put on really strong drugs, which has now been retracted from the shelves, but unfortunately, people that was given this drug aren't able to come off of it because of the dangers it causes to the heart, specifically. Everything takes time to blossom, keep walking the roots foundation, it will grow to... That's beautiful reading this. But my point is, is what these people need... Clearly, and think about this as well, you don't have to be mentally health trained to think about this because at some point, we've all experienced mental illness. Every single one of us, by the definition of the word, when things just get on top and you really feel like shit, you really feel like there's no way out at this point. It might be an hour, it might be a day, it might be two days. We've all experienced that. But then how have we got through it? How have we actually got through it? Eventually, something changes. We change the way we think. The thing that we were really worrying about, we realised, why was I worrying about that so much? Whereas when you give people these tablets, which nullify and suppress, that's what mental health tablets do. And they're very, very strong tablets with a lot of side effects and potential horrific side effects for people. If they nullify and they take away the opportunity that person has to try and heal themselves is because they put them on, and I've experienced this firsthand, I'm talking from experience, they'll put you on something that, yes, that person's mind, of course, is prior to the tablets, you've had a breakdown, your mind's all over the place, you're you're feeling negative. You know, I I witnessed really strange things that you can't explain, but to that person... They're experiencing their own rationale. As, a, as irrational as it is, their behavior, they're experiencing their own rationale. And now, now I've got to realize, especially working with my brother and changing my approach with what I'm about to talk about now, actually, is 
if you just take time to talk to that person, even in their worst state, and I've experienced worst states, literally, as bad as you can get, I'm not going to disclose, but awful, awful things. Even in that state, if you can get that person to engage, and I'm not saying it happens the first time, but if you can get them to just engage with you so that their mind stops running off a million miles per hour and you can bring them into their present moment, into themselves, just by often getting them to concentrate on their breath, you know, starting them to, to recenter themselves into that current moment. What I've experienced is you can then start getting that person to actually vocalize what it is they're up against at that point. Because until that point, their mind's taken over. They don't, they, they just go into that mode of whatever it is they're doing, shaving their head, walking around the streets naked. Like there's weird things people do when they're mentally ill. But what you don't realize is inside, there's still a mind that all it's asking is, I need to change the way I'm thinking. That's it. It is as simple as that. That is mental illness. It's a way of thinking that you get caught up in. You don't know how to get yourself out of it. And then you get stuck, as like Fatima said, on tablets. And you get created, this dependency created on, I can't get better without this tablet. Okay? So that's the antithesis of the way we want our minds to work. We want our minds to, to, to say, actually, you know, I... I can get better. I can choose what I think next. Because you can, people. Every second of every day, you always, if you catch yourself and realize you've gone off in a weird tangent of thoughts, you can say, hold on, you know, as, as weird as it might look to someone else, I do this with Tavi, as you know, I do this all the time. I'll catch myself and I'll say, do you know what? I'm not going to think that way. And yes, it'll come in again. Oh, what do you mean you're not going to think that way? Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to think a different way. And what happens? Your body follows suit. This is a given. Just like how you said, for one day, <coughs> here's one, for one day, every time someone asks you, how are you? Say, I'm great. For a whole day, every time someone asks you, and even if you can see the way that they're, oh, you know, they'll disclose how they're feeling, oh, but, you know, Oh, fucking no, I'm here again, at work again. How are you feeling? I'm great. Really mean it, what you're saying. And see the difference. Not only it makes in you, but in that conversation with that person as well. If you stick to your energy, your way of thinking being, no, I'm good. Right now, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm healing. How are you now? Yeah. Oh, actually, you're right. And they might still stay in that zone not for you to deal with. You've helped them out by just pushing back a bit of positive energy at them just by the way you think. Mm -hmm. and it, it, that, that saying, go back to source, return back to source, starts at the very top. Imagine the answer to the question. You can answer it a negative one. Oh, I'm feeling crap. Oh, I'm great. Imagine there are two taps. I'm great is a tap of love that goes through your body. And I'm oh, shit is a tap of poison that goes through your body. So literally, you have the joys from that first moment. And imagine you have had a terrible day beforehand. Imagine you just banged your head. You just woke up at this point. He's just asked you, how are you? You don't know what's happened. You've just banged your head. You've forgotten everything. So you've got the choice to turn that tap on. I'm great. I'm not. That's as simple as it is. Like, we don't have to confuse things. We don't have to do anything else. 
returns straight back to source and the outcome for the rest of the day changes. If you keep doing that, keep doing that, keep doing that, you just have love for your body. Everything works in harmony. There's not a lot of things to battle against anymore because you've already gone back to the source. An analogy in this book that I, it's like my Bible, The Secret of the Ages, 1926, Robert Collier. It's got all your answers in there for how the body works. The last chapter alone is just worth buying the book because it's like, oh my God. He, he uses the analogy, I know it's an old book, so he talks about the old newspaper machines. And he said, you look at the machines and they're doing all these different parts of the newspaper and they're pressing, they're folding. It's like humans, they've got the little hands and stuff like that. And he said, there might be one problem in one part of the machine and that's causing negative. But what you can do is just go straight to the plug and pull it out and the machine completely stops. That's the power source right there, right at the very top which all these other things, it's irrelevant if that's not working. You are the power source right at the top. Just change that. That's how powerful it is. So you can almost... Uh, sorry, can I just... Uh, you just pushed something at me that I completely forgot about, which is relevant to your point about being at the top. Sorry, and then hold that thought. But let's take that to a cellular level, right? We all know we have got however millions of cells within our body. Every single cell has a membrane, okay? Here's a fun fact. Every single one of them cellular membranes is in tune with your brain. Every single one. So every single cell in your body with a brain follows the instructions, and that's, that's science. Look into it. Follows the instructions, and not only that, and feeds back. Your cells, like we've touched on, the endocannabinoid system, right down to a singular cell will fire off a message of help, help, help. And your receptors pick it up and fire that up to your brain. So just like how you said about it, the control being up here, every single one of your millions and millions of cells with their own in individual membranes are connected to your brain, to your mind. Unplug your mind by meditation. Fatma's on fire tonight. Sorry, Adam. But I was just thinking about that as you were saying it. But it's great. And then this is when the spirituality stuff comes in. We've got a microcosm and a macrocosm. This power source here is God. And everything else responds to the commander up here. Then this beautiful creation, that's the power source up there. What I ask for will come true here. So it's kind of like we are our own gods, which people keep saying. But that's how powerful we are. If we tell ourselves, our body responds. If we ask, it responds. What did we say? We don't know when, but we have faith that it's going to happen. And if we're so clear in our instruction, without the other, oh, I've asked for that, oh, I don't think I'm going to get it. That, I don't think I'm going to get it, is in instruction too. So he's like, what do, you, what do you want? I've just, <laughs> so it's always having that positive outlook on all, knowing that. And again, it takes time. But the more you get into flow like this, and then the more you put some music in the atmosphere, the more you give out kindness, and you're, you're breathing out this amazing positive energy, you feel so much healthier. Like I tell you, I'm 34 now. I'm the healthiest I've been. I can run for days and days and days. I don't really get injured at all. If I get injured, I'm telling my body, let's rest, let's focus on it. And then uh, Fatima, you said, unplug your mind in meditation. Meditation is the only way that I believe you connect with God because there's no misinterpretation in the silence. Words, there's about a million different languages, so they, it might get misinstructed somewhere. 
Meditation is just a pure feeling. I feel that it feels real. No one can argue with my feeling. Meditation also allows you to close your eyes, go inside your body, because we don't really know what's going on, but we can feel it. So if my stomach's rumbling, I've got, oh, I've got a bad stomach. Now I know my body's got my back. Oh, it's all right. My body's, my body's working overtime at the moment to get rid of that crap. It's making a lot of noise, but it's, it's doing the opposite. Or I've got a bad knee at the moment. Now I flip it. My body's doing something just to get this. It's making a lot of noise there. My knee's hurting, but it's doing the good stuff. So again, don't label that internal part of your body that's not working. It is working. It's telling you <laughs> we're doing stuff here, but we've got to believe it and tune into that knowing. We don't know what goes on inside our body. So it comes back to that choice. It comes back to that choice, positive, negative, working for us, working against us. We're the commander. And, you know, to keep it really, really simple, why would you not choose, if you know that you have a choice, which you have, you always have, to, why would you not choose just to think more positively about your situation? Because, again, here's a fact. When we are sick and we get caught into that negative way of thinking, okay, it's been proven by science, just like, Actually, let's give you the, the happy version first. So when, when you turn on that positive way of thinking, okay, and you really, you push for it, and you know, you come the end of the day, and you know, yeah, I've done well today, like you've acknowledged, and you get that feeling, that could have been worse, but I chose to, guess what? You're pumping out serotonin into your system, and that is a very powerful chemical, happy pill, they call it. Uh, well, she just put, put a smile on my face, send you a smile inside, imagine that each cell is lighting up. Like the lights on the Christmas tree, smile on the inside, feel the energy of positivity. I love that breathing there. So that's beautiful. So yeah, so you could choose, like breathe abyss is just put there. You could choose to push out them thoughts and get them serotonin positive lights all throughout your body. Or the antithesis of that is you go negative and guess what happens? And look into this, if you think I'm talking bollocks, is you release a different kind of chemical, neopeptides, which literally flood your system the same way, searching for weaknesses and vulnerabilities to attack. So again, what for those, oh, you can't think positive all the time. Yes, you fucking can. Yes, you can. And there's a good reason to, because when you're thinking negative, you're damaging your body. That's a fact. So for those naysayers out there who think, oh, spirituality, no, this is true. Placebo is real. Neopeptides are real. Serotonin is real. These are all triggered by your brain by your thought process, by thinking positively, you get the good stuff. By thinking negatively, you get the shit. That's Which way are you going to go? Yeah, that's how simple it can bring it back down to. And then what happens? The doctors and the mainstream media and the pharmaceutical, there's no science behind it. <laughs> we can choose to believe that too. If one person's done it, I'm telling you, all this stuff, there's loads of people I can put you. Joe Dispenza, just look at his recovery. He couldn't even move. He went through cell by cell. Within a year, his whole body changed. There's uh, Napoleon Hill, his book, um, Think and Grow Rich. His kid was deaf. And they refused to accept that his kid was deaf. They still took, spoke to the kid as if he was hearing. Like, it was impossible for him to hear. His kid heard at a later date. You can go and read that up as well. It's a true story. We put the labels on our kids. and We treat them like they've got ADHD. And we treat them like they are disabled and Down syndrome. And we treat them with all these labels. So we act a different way. We just treat them like they are a creation of God too. 
and in the way there's maybe been some obstacles, but we still treat them and we make them believe that way too. Watch what happens. Things will start changing. I can't guarantee things, but I've got that faith it will. I've got confidence that whatever label you've been giving yourself over a period of time, that will change if you start to believe it and know it yourself. Remember, kids don't have that conscious brain to start with, so they're just taking what you're feeding them. If you fed them this real knowledge and real belief in them, when they get to mind when they are conscious, they're taking that on as truth. We're not labeling them all these titles anymore. So again, we can do this across multiple planes. It's belief, which then turns into a knowing that they then experience their self. And for those people out there that, you know, if you're suffering from anxiety, depression, what harm would it, would it do to you to start telling yourself, go look in the mirror and tell yourself, I'm brave, I am strong, I am here now, I have showed up again and I am here now, I am my best self, I am happy, I am loved, I am kind. Keep telling yourself, just try it, prove me wrong, prove me the silly dick on the fucking Insta who talks a load of Rolex. But go and do this. Try it out. Because I'm telling you, to suffer with anxiety and depression and mental health is awful. It is awful. I've experienced it. But what I've also experienced firsthand is people just starting to say, no, no, actually, I am fine. I am healthy. I am human. I am the same as everybody else. I am equal to everybody else. Because guess what, people? Everybody else at points do suffer from anxiety and depression and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's interesting with mental health, how they'll label different levels of mental health. Like everything else in this world, there's always a comparison and a division. We're all mentally ill by definition. Every single one of us on this plane suffers from mental illness. Why? Because there's not a day goes past where at some point you're not worrying about something that's already happened, which you can't do anymore, and you start getting antsy about it or predicting the future and start worrying about things that haven't even happened yet. That, by definition, is mental illness. So for people out there who feel that they've been labelled with things, guess what? I know that you're fine. I know that you're amazing, that you're wonderful, that you are the best version of you, and all you've got to do is say, yeah, you're right, I am. And that's where it starts. That's where true healing starts is when you can look in the mirror and just say to yourself, I am happy with who I am. That's a big starting point. Yeah, that's brilliant, mate. And then just to finish that session then, it comes back to the mind, body and soul. So breathe the bliss. I like that. I hear you. I see you. I love you. That's a, a saying that you've got every time. So if you don't believe it, pretend you're the, the spirit then. If you don't believe it, you can still tell your body, your, your mind, sorry, your mind's strong. Did it? You are strong. You are this. And then your mind's going to then repeat that and tell your body it. And your body's going to say, I've got your back anyway, so you're strong. So just treat it as individuals. You're giving communication. So when I go to bed now, I'm like, I'm going to have the great night's sleep with my mind, my body. I'm going to have a great night's sleep. My body's like, I'm going to look after you in this sleep because I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> so there's a little circle there as well. But again, you can have fun with it. It's your own internal beliefs. It's your own internal things that happen inside. It's your own instructions. No one even has to hear it. You're telling yourself. It starts from these taps here. I really love that. I hear you. I see you. I love you. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful mantra.
That is a beautiful. In fact, when we do fat and save fire, we live through the, we live through these things. We don't need science to prove this exactly. That that's a good point as well. Is your mind because of labels we're given from other people? Your mind will deny something that is criminal. It will deny your senses, your knowing. You know you're okay. And oh no no you're not. You've been told this. You got to take no 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 no. I know I'm okay. Why? Because I've got through 40 years, 20 years, 60 years, and I'm here now. So I must be okay. Because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here now. But I am. I'm here now. And I've lived through whatever it's been to get me to this point. And now I'm at this point. And guess what? I'm fine. I hear me. I see me. I love me. Thanks, Bruce. That's a beautiful mantra. So, yeah. Good chat, Hazard. Enjoyed that. I didn't know where this was going to... This is the thing with me and Hazard. We keep it authentic. We'll often just touch base very quickly before and, and normally we say, what are we going to talk about, Hazard? And one of us will pop up a subject and we don't plan it because we just think, right, authenticity is everything. And this has gone, for me, it's been a good chat, Hazard. It really has, mate. And, and, and thanks for being on the tuned in. Yeah, and everyone that tunes in, it's the regular faces. So I'm going to ask if you guys can give it a go this week and just notice what comes up for you and it'd be great to feed back to us did you feel anything? Did you change the way that you communicate? Did you catch yourself when you did feel yourself being negative? And just see what happens. It's, it's empowering when you notice and catch yourself and change it. And also it's okay to be negative. That's fine. We all go through that, but it's what you do next. Again, bring yourself back, bang your head, that's gone. What happens next? Have a lovely week. Well, see see everybody on Wednesday. Have a nice one, mate. I've got uh, Daisy now, so I'll give you a shout a bit later. Yeah, enjoy, mate. Speak to you soon, guys. Good night, mate. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram. On Telegram, if you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil, forward slash cannabis oil, forward slash THC oil. You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www ladstalkhealth.com and again love to all